First thing I'm noticing too is just it smells pretty great out here. Well, that's the barbecue. They've got some barbecue <laughs> oh, <that's> here, <laughs> and there's apple uh, cider donuts available. Are those the true smells of Christmas. And there's a uh, one of those commercial radio stations oh, playing my. horrible music. So when I was growing I up, we only ever had a fake plastic tree from, uh -huh. from the store. And we had the same one every year. We took it apart and put it in a box. So I'm excited here to see what this is all about with the real thing. Now I think I can top that, because when I was a kid, we never had a Christmas tree. We never, we didn't oh. celebrate Christmas. We didn't, uh, we, we brought no vegetation into our home. Nothing? No. Nothing. I, Nothing. So I'm confused. Why would you bring a tree into your house, let alone a plastic tree? A place for presents to go under? Presents? Why do you need Present presents? Because we were good all year. Oh, I'm starting to figure out why I didn't oh. have. Yeah. Oh, okay. We didn't get as many days of presents, but you yeah, know, but you got good. But presents. we had to put them under something. Yeah. Yeah. So a tree. Yeah, we always had a fake tree. <laughs> I think when I was really little, there was a real one, but then you'd be like getting needles in your sacks for months really? afterward and yeah i always just had the same kind of basement smelly uh, plastic tree uh -huh. you know you'd kind of spritz the air with some glade air pine scented air for freshener for real wow <laughs> effect. yeah it's crazy okay so tree farm so this is i'm curious if a tree farm is is like a regular farm you know is there do they how do they rotate their crops how do they yeah. uh did you see baby trees on the way in i did there was like little did you see them yeah i did they're like little they're, they're so, so cute that they're, was like that's mine i want the one that's a stick and i wonder how long well let's go let's go okay, find the okay. farmer yeah farmer doug <laughs> Hi, you have a moment, Farmer Doug? Thanks for letting us look around your farm, your, your Christmas tree farm. Is this all you grow is Christmas trees? Yes. Well, we have some options for landscaping trees. The big pine on the slope there uh, are available for oh. landscaping. And how is, how is growing trees as your main crop different from, like, let's say, you know, like growing corn? Well, corn and beans are an annual crop. Um, the big difference is for trees, it's, um, it can be uh, 10, 12 years on, oh, wow. on some trees. Uh, Fraser firs take longer to grow. And um, for a Fraser fir to be 8 to 9 foot, it might take uh, 9, 10 years. Um, where pine grow a little quicker, but it's not an annual crop. That's the big difference. And, uh, so it's a long period of time from planting to harvest. We have a lot of trees in the ground, but it takes a while to get them to the point where they're a Christmas tree. How big do they need to be before you harvest? Well, most people prefer seven to eight foot, oh. um, and that's at least eight years on a fir. Um, we can get pine in, at about six years to be seven, eight foot. Um, but there's many people that want big trees, so 10, 12, 14, 15 foot, and that takes a long time. and. Uh, we're trying to get enough trees in the, in the ground so we can let some fields sit to get bigger. Mm -hmm. But right now, the demand, it's, it's real hard to keep trees to, people are so anxious to get trees, it's just hard to keep trees in the ground to get that size. So is, is, you're rotating them constantly, and it's, is, yeah. is, is, it, is it sort of like in order? Do you just moving yes. down the farm? Yes, every, every plantation you see, there's about a thousand trees per plantation. Okay. And the plan is, for instance, this, these two plantations we're cutting out of this year. We hope to get 
two more, one more season out of that north field and two more seasons out of this field before we go to the next one. Okay. So the next field up is the far north field there that you can see. Those need one more season of growth. And so um, we'd like to get one more season out of this field, and that's our planning. So we, we try to inventory, keep, it, keep an eye on the trees yeah. we have to make sure we always have trees for our customers to cut. What time of year do they go in the ground? The minute snow melts. So okay. trees go in that last week of March, first week of April, to take advantage of our moist springs. Our summers are very stressful on firs. That's predominantly what we grow. Our summers are so stressful, we, we want to get a good jump on the new trees so they get some root development yeah. and they're able to handle the heat and stress of summer. Right. We do irrigate, but uh, it's still stressful for them. It's, they're not native here. Where pine are, so pine just grow oh. and do well, but uh, the firs take time. Where are they from and, originally? Well, ours, our uh, nursery uh, comes from northern Michigan. Um, we, they're as close to our climate uh, of the growers that are available. We, th th there's growers on, you know, out east, out west, um, but for the closest climate for us would be Michigan, so we have most success growing their seedlings. Have the droughts, recent droughts, uh, been stressful? On Very the... stressful. Yeah. Very stressful. We had uh, we got real droughty in June this year, and we yeah. were watering in middle of June. So we just watch the, the, the precipitation, and uh, we just start watering when we need to. We watered all summer long. Wow. And, um, we were talking on the way up, wondering what you do in the off-season when it's not, you know, around Christmas time. So it sounds like you're busy all year round. Believe it, believe it or not, the, this time of year is the most enjoyable and the least amount of work. Oh, wow. All the work is preparation. Um, now we've got our, our tr trees out. They're here for the customers to enjoy. And um, it's, uh, for us, it's the time to relax, really. It's, we're busy, busy all summer, all spring and fall. Like, what would a typical day of farming in the trees look like? What are you, what well, are you doing? For, well, I'm not a full-time uh, treeman. I uh, have another career. My brother and I own this business together, mm -hmm. and um, we both have careers, but uh, our weekends are full. of. And the nice thing, we partner with the FFA, the local FFA chapter in Oregon, and so we have um, young people that can help. Uh, we meet a lot of them during the sales here, and then we... S develop relationships with them so we're, we're we're working all week we're mowing we're spraying monitoring the irrigation mm -hmm. so it's 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 pretty much all season long right so you're training the future tree farmers of america yeah. yes here. yes so there are, there are kids interested in this as a career yes that's right cool. in fact if you look behind you at the ffa concession stand we have um one of our former students won the state in forestry management just a few years ago oh, she, wow. in fact she's She's now out of high school. She's completed college, and she still comes every year to help us. She's so valued. That's one of the most exciting parts of what we do is we are training the next generation of tree growers, and it's great uh, hands-on experience for them. So in, in terms of today, like when people show up here, I see you've got um, saws for them to use. And How much training does it take? Like, could, I, could a person just show up with a saw and start... I mean, well, doesn't that make you nervous to see your crops <laughs> being... Because I guarantee you I would not do it right. We just ask that they come back with all their fingers. Yeah. And uh, no, really, um, we help those that want help with uh, with our fields with the irrigation line. It is tricky, so we do have signs out asking them to be careful not to cut the lines. Oh. Um, and most of our fields 
all of our fields have irrigation lines, but we've uh, in recent years buried our lines. Um, not so much to keep them from customers, but the animals will chew into them. So, sure. um, yeah, that's really the only thing with cutting is that uh, we want to make sure that the lines aren't damaged. But we help those that uh, don't feel comfortable with cutting. I wouldn't feel comfortable picking out a tree. Like, what, what should I look for picking out a tree? I've never picked out a Christmas tree. Well, it would be a very unique answer. It would surprise you what uh, people value in a tree. People come in some, most of the time with strong opinions what they want, whether it's thick, whether it's thin, whether it's tall, whether it's short, what type of needle. And um, people that make the drive to a place like this generally know, they know what, they want. what yeah. they want, particularly those that come here to cut. There's trees that um, I, pro I would like to cut out that aren't to our satisfaction, but then there's people that come out that just that's their perfect tree. Interesting. So, uh -huh. yeah. I have a feeling mine would be one of those. <laughs> I have my eye on that little one right there, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Little Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, I think that's more my speed. But do you um, have to do anything with the stumps afterwards? Do you grind them yes. down? Yes. Yep, that's a big uh, deal. You know, that's our work starts the day after sales. Yeah. If the snow's not on the ground, we're grinding stumps. So. How long have you been doing this? Well, it's uh, it's about 15 years now. Uh, my brother and I weren't raised. Um, our degrees weren't in forestry, um, although we always worked at the old Sinisippi farm and forest and um, loved it. Um, and uh, we love trees personally, and so when the opportunity came, uh, when uh, it went up for sale, we took the opportunity and we're grateful we did. Okay, so this was, this has been here for how long? Sinisippi Farm and Forest was the first and largest Christmas tree operation in the state of Illinois. Yeah, it uh, was started under former Governor Loudon, uh, mm -hmm. Loudon State Park, um, and uh, he had developed uh, 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 the, the whole region of property that he owned. Um, he is very committed to so, uh, development of the natural resources, um, so he had premier grain fields, premier cattle and dairy, and uh, he also had premier trees. So in this area, you know, he recognized that right along the river, it's more suitable for pine and evergreens, and so not suitable for corn and beans. So he developed this uh, through the help of the architects from uh, Ponds and Pond architects from the Chicagoland area, the Morton Arboretum. Uh, they came out at the turn of the century and helped guide Loudon with the planting along the river from here almost to Lost Nation. And so what you see behind us, these huge trees here, off in the horizon there, way back, that's the um, state forest um, that was started originally by Loudon. And as the forest developed, they needed to thin them out to, for competition and growth. And that's where the tr Christmas tree operation started. Okay. We just heard that uh, motor going off there. What was well, that that we just heard? That was probably the shaker where we shake the needles out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then it goes through the netter. So, so it actually shakes the tree. And a netter, that's a... Uh, puts it in netting. Okay. Yeah. Looking ahead a little bit, what's the proper way to dispose of a Christmas tree? To recycle. Okay. And uh, the um, FFA also participates in that program of recycling. So the very trees that they help grow and groom and carry and tie down on cars, are they're picking up in January <laughs> to be sent back for recycling all around the community of Oregon.
And so. recycling means what when it comes to a tree? Yeah, it means to um, to grind them into mulch and um, renewable, reusable um, materials. And if you had to estimate, how many trees do you think you sell a year? Yeah, this looks to be like a record year, um, but um, you know we're we're comparatively speaking a small operation, probably a thousand trees now, and that's kind of what we're figuring in the future for having available to cut each year. We bring in some fresh cuts also. There are some trees that we aren't as successful growing, like Douglas fir, and our Scotch pine are the, the Scotch pine are native here, but they're very they're very disease prone. And we aren't as successful. We'll, we're probably losing about four out of ten Scotch pine we plant. Fir, we, we even though they're not natural here, we can we can we probably have 99% survivability on our fir. But on our pine, our Scotch pine particularly, we're at about 60% survival. So we actually buy our Scotch from the growers in Michigan. They are better able to control um, the disease, um, I think largely due to their climate and their technology. So we'll be always bringing in scotch pine, we'll be bringing in Douglas fir that are more difficult for us to grow. So that's part of our sales too. The lot over here is full of fresh cut trees. And yeah, I don't know why I thought it was going to be just one type of tree. It's, uh, it's good to know that there's a nice variety here. Yeah, so, so white pine, scotch pine, Douglas fir, Fraser fir, Conkler fir would be the main ones. Which one is your favorite to have in your house? Yeah, um, I'd say probably scotch pine, but we do love firs. Firs are pricier. They take twice as long to grow, thus yeah. they're pricier. I, I probably love any tree. Just the natural smell of it, it's hard to pick, really. Okay, this might be an offensive question, but okay. do you have any, I'm sorry, do you have any, do you have any fake ones in your house? Before, before 15 years ago, we did. <laughs> okay. Tell us why people should get a real one versus yeah, well, the fake ones. You know, ones. it's a very individual, and um, people still should feel comfortable with the artificial tree. The, it's maybe uh, some, in some respects easier for them to, use, to have, but uh, there's just um, the real tree and the aroma that you get from a real tree is just there's just uh, nothing like it and uh, you get to bring the inside the outside into your home and for a three to four or five week period it's just uh, it's just real just a special experience and uh, like I said we always did as kids um, we had some allergy issues with our kids when they were young so we went to the artificial tree for a few years and um, those they outgrew those allergies and uh, so we're back in the real tree and we, fortunately we see a real resurgence with people in the interest in the real tree it's uh there's well there's a huge demand nationwide there's an incredible shortage of christmas trees really incredible oh. shortage so you know we're postured to be able to sell for the foreseeable future because uh, we've been at this now for several years planting but uh, there's a real shortage throughout the country. Um, yeah, good. but uh, the, it's a nice resurgence now. That's great. Thank you for letting us oh, yeah. walk around okay. here and Thank you. talk to you. And you've we'll got to be busy Feel today. free to look around okay. and take whatever pictures you like, okay? Appreciate yeah. it. I was looking at the Wikipedia and YouTube, and there's something called orbsnaments or something. Do you guys use those? Yes. They're like round, the round orbs ones are orbs that you put. What is? Explain what that is. 
Uh, it's so you can check your teeth or check your uh -huh. hair by going up to the tree, and you're they come in different colors. So yeah. you can like, I'm going somewhere red tonight. I'm gonna look in the red one, and then do your makeup. They're reflective. Look, yeah. Oh, I it's didn't like realize. a bunch of little mirrors, handily orbed on your tree. Oh my Rhythmous. gosh! Exactly. Okay. Thank you for that word. Sure. Oh, yeah. All right, I have one final question. I call it a holiday question, but you can call it a Christmas question. Okay. For the three of you, I want to hear what your favorite ornament is. Like, do you have a special ornament and why? Uh, some of the first ornaments that my parents bought when they uh, got together and started having their own Christmas together, they still have a lot of those old original, like, 70s ornaments. Okay. We still have those, and we still put those on the tree. What do they look like? They have flared jeans? There's, and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's one set, it's wooden, it's these little mice. They're made out of wood, hand-carved mice. One's sitting on, like, a grandfather clock. The other's in, like, a little Santa mobile kind of oh. truck thing, but they're all handcrafted, made out of wood. Really neat, and there was always something when I was a kid. I was like, oh, they're so cute. You know, I always wanted to hang them up, and it was just more of a passed-on sentimental yeah. value. You know, their memories became my memories with them. I still have those ornaments, so. Wow, nice. I still have a lot of the old ornaments from the old days. So old ornaments for you. Old yeah. sort of sentimental value yeah. ornaments. Yeah, they don't okay. make them like they used to, you know. I've so. heard that. Yeah. I have a fish, like a glass fish, kind of German-style, old-school, that was on my parents' tree, so I don't know where it came from. Yeah. That's Because it's kind of gross-looking, too, to just have, like, a fish, a silvery well, fish. Like, I'm trying to picture it. Is it, like, a crystal, or it's, like, a, it's like a prism? It's really, like, really, really thin glass oh. that's... Yeah, there's this whole German style of really thin glass ornaments, very fragile. Really? And somehow it survived. And yeah. so that some people like a classic is a pickle, which is really bizarre. Yeah, we have, have a pickle ornament. Really? And I never knew why. <laughs> I still don't know it's why. Thin but glass like that? Just thought it was yeah. a pickle. It's a tradition. It's a yeah. tradition of some sort. Germans love their pickles, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then there is this really hideous dancing Santa and Mrs. Claus that was. The one I picked out when we went to Frankenmuth, Michigan, okay. which is Christmas 365 days a year. Oh my God. Yeah, and we what got to go nightmare. in there and pick out. <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah, like you guys said, the sentimental ones. There were some that we had passed down. We had like a little dog bone from when we got my like childhood dog. I Aww. remember, so that one's probably oh. special. I've got one more awesome ornament. I have an original sugar bear. From the sugar crisps <laughs> cereal. Oh, wow. I have an original sugar bear with the Santa. that's from like 1991. Every year we pull it out, push the button, and he sings the, he does the, the melody thing, and it, it's got to be the that's oldest cool. working battery yeah. in the world, I think, guys. So, Dan, if you put something on a tree, what would it be? That's what like, would your ornament be? I don't know. A little bike? Oh, I could put a little bicycle. You know, here's what I would put. I was thinking this. What about, what about a beer nugget? Can you can you hang a thing like a glass a thin glass beer nugget that would say under rocks and it would say happy holidays okay. to the listener. Well, listeners, happy holidays to you and thanks for joining us for another edition of Under Rocks from WNIJ. Let us know your thoughts, your favorite ornaments, and whether you prefer a real or fake Christmas tree. Just email us at rocks at niu.edu. You can also let us know what topics we should investigate next. Under Rocks is produced by Susan Stevens, Dan Libman, Mike Lundgren, and Spencer Tritt. Thanks for listening. But wait, we can't finish this up yet without hearing the opinion from Mr. and Mrs. Claus themselves. We asked them, real Christmas tree or fake? Oh, real. Oh, very. 
Yes. Oh, very. And and we can speak about that in person and personal experience because we just got one. Yeah. And it's already up and decorated. And it's already oh, taken. North Pole to get a tree here in Illinois. Absolutely. How come? What do you, what do you like about this farm? That well, it's uh, all about M A M A G I C. What? Magic. Magic. Oh. Magic. Oh, magic. Yeah, magic. Magic. Okay. It's French for being able to do things that are unexplained. Okay. See. That's what the clause is all, uh, are all about. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming over.